4: What is up, y'all? Big news today in the world of of sports, just in general, frankly. You know what I'm talking about. It's obviously Daniel Ricciardo joining AlphaTauri to resume his stint in F1. Just kidding, guys. We're here to talk about Francis Ngannou. He did it, ladies and gentlemen. He did it. People said he couldn't. They talked a whole mess of trash to him. And who is laughing now? Because Francis Ngannou officially... We'll be boxing Tyson Fury this October, October 28th to be specific. Details are still coming in about what this matchup looks like, but the the gist of it is October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Fury and Ghana is happening. It's will be contested under boxing rules. Unclear yet if this is an exhibition, though it certainly is, seems that way. What we do know, Fury's WBC title will not be up for grabs in this. Don't know if this will count as an official boxing match or not. Frank Warren, uh, promoter for Queensberry, uh, says that this will be, a, a, this won't be an exhibition. But then went on to say that it could count for their for towards their official records or not. So still a couple of questions. But the big picture here, Francis Ngannou won. He got all the things. He is boxing Tyson Fury. The thing that started this three years ago, and so we're here to react to it. And I have with me a panel of wonderful people from MMAfighting.com, a wonderful website, Mr. Shaheen Al-Shadi, our uh, deputy editor, associate editor, something of that nature, and, and Eric Jackman, New York Ricky, just just the best guy in MMA, arguably, certainly the best hair in, in all of MMA. And of course, E.K. Leiden on the ones and twos for us. He will be joining us a little bit later as we answer your questions at the end of this. But first, let's just start here, fellas. Pretty big news. What, Shaheen? Let's start with you. What was your first or initial reaction when when this all came down the pipe?
3: He did it. He actually did it. May we all fumble our bags as hard as Francis Ngannou fumbled his bag? Because the world would be a wonderful, wonderful place if we we're all able to fumble to this degree. I mean, the man did it. Like I, after eating that man, I I, I can't remember the exact uh, quote from The Shawshank Redemption of how many miles and miles of foul-smelling shit that andy had to crawl through to get escape to freedom but that man crawled through a lot a a lot and a lot of miles of the foulest smelling thing that you could put together in mma i mean he was ridiculed up and down this sport for the better part of a year uh francis ruined his career every what is he doing it worked out it worked out. The man got the bag in PFL, and the man's about to go get the bag and fight the number one heavyweight in the world. And I think no one, no one actually saw this coming, to a certain degree until a couple weeks, until you know fairly recently. But like, if you would have asked us a couple weeks ago, it did feel like the boxing side of this whole equation for Francis kind of just didn't work out in the way that maybe he had hoped. But ultimately, that premonition we saw in April 2022 in Wembley Stadium of those two men standing against, across from each other. It came true and credit to Francis, man. That dude stuck to his guns. He believed in himself. He he gambled on himself. He bet on himself the whole way through. And he's about to fight Tyson Fury at the end of the year. By the end of the year, he will have secured the bag in two different sports. And also, kudos to PFL for, for getting behind this. That man's about to be called the PFL fighter over and over again in the lead up to this. And that's a huge win for them as well.
4: Francis crawled to freedom through five hundred yards of shit-smelling foulness. I can't even begin to imagine. That's the call you are looking for, Shaheen. Uh Five football fields. Eric, how did how did you take this one? Were you? Uh, I, I just assumed that everyone here, except for the the saddest people on the planet, were overjoyed with this news. Am, am I correct in, in saying you feel the same?
5: I have to admit, my instant reaction wasn't necessarily like. Yay for Francis, um, although uh congratulations to Francis and Ganu. My number one reaction was that like combat sports is the most unserious thing on the planet. Like it just Obviously. it just continues to amaze me <laughs> that like these things can happen um in a good way, in a very like hopeful, charming, optimistic way. That like there is no rhyme or reason, there is no structure, there is no um certainty. Things can change on a dime and we can get the most um, insane and crazy things to happen um, for good and for bad. And in this case, for good, I think this is this is ultimately going to be good for the future of combat sports. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just thinking how unserious everything is and just the the limitless possibilities and potential for things to happen. Um, and I think Francis Ngannou was banking on that. I think he was continually told that a Tyson Fury fight was not going to happen, despite uh, Tyson Fury telling him that a fight is going to happen. Many did not believe that this would happen. Many believed that there would be different opponents. There were rumors of Tyson fighting six different people. And ultimately, it ends up being Francis Ngannou. Um, And he believed in himself and was able to potentially cash in big. We don't obviously know the numbers yet, uh, but you have to assume that this is with this happening in Saudi Arabia, uh, that he's going to be rewarded handsomely for this fight. So, uh, yeah, credit to Francis. um, But only in combat sports is something like this even possible.
4: Yeah, we do. You're right. We don't know the numbers, but. I think we can all just sort of assume, given the uh, excessive amounts of cash thrown out by Saudi Arabia in recent years for different sporting endeavors, that even if, and I would assume that Fury is going to get the, the lion's share of the, of the profits here, really doubting Ganu's uh, you know, taking home pauper's wages for this. So, And let's, let's also be honest, he knows that because a victory tour. I thought I was going to have the best victory tour this week for my DDP prediction at UFC 290. Incorrect, because Nganu has been tweeting. <laughs> Gentlemen, Eric <laughs> Nixnick has been tweeting, and they absolutely get – they deserve it. They get to tweet their victory lap here, uh, dismissing all of the haters, all of the doubters. There are probably some of those in the comments, and if so – I'm sorry, uh, share your feelings. We'll get to them at the end. Maybe uh, a couple of things from the press release before we get on to some other questions here. Uh, just want to throw out, um, you know, the, the major quotes here from Tyson Fury. It's as it, it's, it's, the promotion you'd expect. As soon as the bell goes, there'll be bombs away. Guy's supposed to be the hardest puncher in the world. Let's see how he reacts when he gets hit by the big GK in Ganu as, as just nice and lovely a person as ever. Uh, I've been waiting to be Tyson in the ring for three years. My dream was to box and to box the best. Uh, this is my opportunity to make that dream come true and to submit myself as the baddest man on the planet. So let's go there. This fight. I don't know whether it will be, it certainly should be and can be promoted as the lineal heavyweight champions of the two primary combat sports, boxing and MMA going head to head in some fashion is the winner of this the baddest man on the planet guys.
5: <laughs> I think they have the best I think they have the best claim to it. Uh, I'll say it that way cuz I don't think there is a defi- like John Jones uh, for better or worse has a word in the conversation. I don't think he can be excluded from it regardless of uh, Francis Ngannou's lineal status, but I would say out of the trio, now two of them are fighting. That's pretty. That's pretty good inclination. That's a, that's definitive enough for me to say that whoever wins this fight at least has pretty rightful claim to it. And then if John Jones uh, on the on the back end wants to challenge for it, then maybe that's his opportunity. But I have no issue if they want to proclaim this as a fight for for the title of baddest man on the planet. Um, it completely makes sense. And uh, there's th- in my opinion, there's three candidates for that. It's Jones, it's Nganu, it's Fury, and two of them are fighting. So I've got no issue if if that's how they want to bill it.
3: I love to take it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> of course not. Well, I mean, Francis. The, the France is wins? the baddest man in the well, if he wins, then that's just maybe the most impressive feat I've ever seen from a MMA fighter ever. Right? Like, I, I think that's not hyperbole to so say. I don't even one think that's right a baby.
4: That's yeah. just the number one most impressive thing I've ever seen.
3: But no, I mean, Francis Nganu is the baddest man on the planet. This is not a fight, this is a boxing match. We all know what would happen in the hypothetical Joe Rogan situation of Francis Nganu and Tyson Fury being locked in a room that would not end very well for Tyson Fury. So, like, Francis Ngannou is the baddest man on the planet. He's the lineal heavyweight champion of the world in MMA. Uh, so I don't know that that's a, up for grabs, but I do like that as a tagline for this, right? Like, like, like all of this makes so much sense. Tag-on. The victory lap right now being taken from the Francis Ngannou camp between Francis and Eric Nixick, who Eric, Eric might have had the best reaction to all of this. Just tweeting that South Park clip was just... That's Jeff's kiss. That's just perfection. I wonder how long... I w- I'm, I'm going to ask him how long he's been sitting on that because there's no way he just pulled that out from out of nowhere. And Francis going with the Lou Williams cackling as he gets inside uh, the, the the vehicle. You got to love all everything about this. It's just so funny. I will just say, if, if you're... Because this feels, this feels like a feel-good moment, right? Just because we've seen this guy's journey, we've seen the struggles that he's gone through. There are millions and millions of YouTube video views right now of people telling Francis how badly he messed up his career and he can just shove it in all their faces right now. If you're amongst our cohorts right now in the MMA media and you are staunchly against this and you are aghast at this idea and then we can very clearly look up your history and see that you are cheerleading hard as hell for Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, we see what you're doing. It's it's very obvious what you're doing. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to name names or anything. Felt, but we see pointed. <laughs> we see what you're doing. It's very obvious. I'm just saying
4: that that felt like a, a pointed jab. But we don't need to pick any particular fights here. Uh, I have a few questions that I want to kind of get out there with y'all before we go to the peeps and sort of talk to them. The first one I'm just going to lead off with, and it sounds like a joke, but I'm actually very serious. Is Francis Ngannou a magician because you referenced, you referenced his story, Shane, like I'm, I'm dead serious. You talked about his story and we all know it. But when you really look at his story, that, that he was digging in a mine at 13 and really just through the force of his own will and having a dream and believing in it, he crossed an ocean and did all these incredible things. Like getting to the UFC was an enormous accomplishment. Just, in general and then the fact that with like no real experience he'd fought for like three years fights for a title comes up short comes back wins the belt becomes the undisputed lineal mma champion of the world should never have been close to that and now despite the millions of people doubting him and getting dragged by dana white in the ufc he pulls this off so i ask you is he Is he the most incredible person who has ever set foot in this sport? Because it kind of feels like it at this point. No, I'll, no, I'll wait, jump in. Okay. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll,
3: I'll jump in. For Eric. I thought that was for Eric. <laughs> um,
5: I'll jump in. Yeah. I mean, his story is going to make for a great movie, book, whatever it's going to be one day. Um, to, to get it through the mud, to literally come from mines um, and cross oceans at, at risk of his life to get this opportunity is massive. But I would argue, and I think he's kind of made this point. He was, he was good before this. This is all house money for Francis Nganu. Like the fact that he was even in the UFC, became champion there, all the steps he's already taken, the dude made it. The dude already made it. And now he's just playing with house money and he's got a big bet on the line here um, and has the potential to really clean up. But I think Every single part of this step now from here, um, it just adds to it. I think he's, I think he's already made it. I think you can look at that guy in term. if we're measuring this as like life, the dude won. The dude succeeded. The dude ever did everything that it was in his power to possibly win the game. There's people that could argue like, I'd rather see Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. This isn't a huge win, and here's why. That's really motivated by our own selfish interests. right? What fight do we want to see? If you're taking this from the perspective of Francis Ngannou, it's a huge win. It's a huge win. It's a career win. It's a life win. Just getting this opportunity, and he's made it. He's done everything That was expected of him, and more shattering uh, expectations of himself he had for himself, and and others had for him. So, um, it's hard to think that anything is a misstep at this point for the guy that came from where he came from.
3: Frankly, if you if you if you wrote this out right, if this was a Hollywood script that I turned in, you would be. Yeah, I feel like it would be turned down for being too unbelievable at this point, what this man has been able to accomplish. Lifetime
4: wouldn't make this movie. I'd be like, that's
3: outrageous, (laughs) no. It's incredibly admirable, man. Again, just every step of the way, this dude stuck to his guns in a way that takes immense, immense balls, right? Like to be able to pull off any of these moves would be hard enough like leaving the ufc as the heavyweight champion of the world being willing to accept the Cyril Gone fight on one leg essentially all of this uh, count knowing that you would be able to land some sort of big boxing fight even though everyone told you that you wouldn't for like the better part of eight months all of this to be able to gamble on himself to this degree and Keep hitting on like uh, he was hitting on, on ace double aces every single time, and it just kept working out for him, man. Like, it was it's incredible, frankly, that he, he got to where he is right now. But kudos to him, man. Man won, regardless oh, of the result, dice man,
4: game. Man. All right, uh, since we're living in fantasy land, I do want to discuss this. What happens if he wins? We already mentioned it's probably the greatest achievement for any MMA fighter of all time, What? I don't think any of us believe that's really possible, but I, a lot of people didn't believe most of what Francis has done is possible. If he goes out there and wins, wh- what happens? Does that redefine MMA? What's how does the how does that work for the PFL who has just signed this dude who was very clearly never going to fight an MMA again if he knocks out Tyson Fury? What what comes next, Rick? If 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 he pulls off the impossible yet again?
5: I don't think it will be like a complete paradigm shift. I don't think the sport will be will be forever changed. I think more the idea that he opened the door for getting money in this way uh, is what's going to change things. If he wins, though, he's got all the cachet in the world, and the next fight is going to be massive. I think that's a that's the type of opportunity. That's the type of fight. If he can beat Tyson Fury in this fight, where maybe the UFC starts to change their stance on co-promotion, maybe they figure out a way to make John Jones versus Francis Ngannou, it, it would open the door for literally any other possibility. Because I think this is the these are the two biggest names in the in the respective. Um, sports that you can do at heavyweight, right? You've got Francis Ngannou, John Jones, the other uh, option, but I'd I'd make them comparable at this point and Tyson Fury in boxing. Um, If if whoever is the victor here, I think it opens the door for a lot of big opportunities. For Tyson Fury, probably more in the boxing realm. For Francis Ngannou, pretty much wherever he wants. Um, If you're Anthony Joshua, if you're Deontay Wilder, you're probably going to want to crack at Francis Ngannou. And if you're John Jones, I don't know how well it's going to sit with me that Francis Ngannou... Is now somebody who beat Tyson Fury a fight that I wanted um, that Dana White told me that he was angling for, and now Francis Ngannou got it and won it. Um, I think that the, the world is Francis Ngannou's oyster if he can win this fight. You you alluded to it. I don't I don't like the odds there. I don't like the odds there. But he's been doubted before and he's overcome them every time. So um, yeah. But limit, limitless options. He, he will be able to pick his next opponent. I even think that the John Jones fight will come back to the table if he's able to win oh everything would be back on the table like literally everything would be back on the table you said it
3: wouldn't be a paradigm shift i don't know that i agree i think it'd be a paradigm shift certainly in a lot of respects just in the regard that like we talk about apex mountain a lot right like somebody winning at the peak of their powers like that that would be francis's apex mountain and it would no other fighter in the history of mixed martial arts outside of conor mcgregor would have a higher apex mountain because francis Ngannou would suddenly be like one of the biggest stars in boxing right like like tyson fury is is the greatest heavyweight of our era like he's undefeated he he, he survived the not the punch of death from from deontay wilder in that first fight like if francis Ngannou actually did this which he probably won't like no one's saying that he will but if he did like is he is he the number one star in boxing? All of a sudden, maybe not number one, but he's probably like top three,
4: right? I think I think you're underselling it. If if Francis Ngannou somehow were to pull this off and knock out Tyson Fury, the question isn't is he the number one star in boxing or in combat sports? Where does he rank globally in the term of sports stars? Because everyone yep. will know. like this. I'm not here to tell you that this fight's going to be as big pay-per-view wise as mayweather mcgregor it, it's not it's not going to do those numbers yeah it, it won't even this approach is, it
3: it won't even approach it no
4: but this is still the exact sort of fight the cachet and what's on the line here that is going to resonate through the broader sports culture everyone will know that this happens at least they may not all watch the way that everybody seemed to do for for maymac but they will know that this happens and the narrative very justly will be and God is going to get killed. And so if he goes out there and knocks him out, like he's, he is going to rise to a level of fame that Connor is the only dude in MMA who's ever been there. And not many guys in boxing have ever reached. I, it would be incredible. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be. The
3: incredible. UFC will be begging him to come back at that point if that happens. Like if he able, if he manages to pull this off, like they would offer him any amount of money that they want, that he would want to come back to fight John Jones. And also like, it would just be hilarious in this weird arms race that he and John are in seemingly uh, for him to get like the impossible thing that John would never get. Right. Cause the UFC would never do this. They would never agree to this kind of fight. And for him to be able to hold that over John of like, Hey, yeah, I have the heavyweight title that you have, but also I've been able to do this as well. Like that's unassailable, man. I
0: don't know.
5: Yeah. Let me clarify. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Francis's personal fame. I agree with you, Jed. I think it would be off the charts. He'd be in, he'd be among the top like sports people in the world, among the, the most yeah. famous people in the world. But at the end of the day, the UFC is the UFC. Um, the, the Conor McGregor's fight after Floyd Mayweather is UFC fights. Like the the machine keeps rolling. I don't expect, even if Francis Ngannou goes out there and starches Tyson Fury, it will open up opportunities. There'll be a fight for him, but at the end of the day, it's still gonna be fights. And the UFC is still gonna be putting on their pay-per-views and rolling along. I don't expect that this drastically changes anything business-wise um, for the UFC in that regard. And in fact, I think they dig their I would assume that they dig their heels even in even further and try to discredit Francis and say that John Jones is still the baddest man on the planet and try to angle toward that fight with the UFC. Uh, brand being brought to the table uh, and PFL being the other part of it with Francis Ngannou, um, but yeah, I, I, again, fame would be monumental, off the charts. I don't, I don't think there will be a material change to the UFC's business or MMA business in general um, from this, but it would be a massive sports and cultural moment and huge for Francis, like astronomically huge for Francis. Let me, let me ask you I, guys because I'm, cu- I'm curious for your perspective. Like,
3: what do you, what do you think the reaction and the response from the boxing side would be if fury went out and lost this fight because it seems as though fury is almost like fury has put himself in a very strange place within the boxing world right by not do, by making the usyk fight essentially impossible to book and then all of this like weird false starts and and just sort of like teasing people but not really delivering on the fights that they've been asking for the last couple years if he went out and sort of got the, the in the Scheuden fraud of him losing to this MMA fighter actually played out, which again it probably won't, but if it did, do you think the boxing world would would think it's hilarious? Do you think they would they would think that this is the worst thing they've ever seen? I'm just very curious for your perspective.
4: So a little bit of both. And that's that was kind that's kind of driving out where my question was going because I, I'm with you, Rick. I don't think this is ultimately going to be a paradigm shift for the UFC, but for, right, for better or worse, a lot of this conversation and this sort of thing centers around, well, like – and the aforementioned or not mentioned person who may have responded about this in a way that sucks was like, well, it's going to look bad for MMA fighters to go out there and get tuned up in this different sport. Like that's that's a very prevailing thing and I think boxing certainly has that, right? Like if if Nganu comes over, the reflexive nature will be, well – this sucks and uh, it's not great that one of our greatest champions just got beat by a dude who's a part-timer basically. But I do think, I mean, you've, you've seen it already. If you've been online today, there's a pretty clear segment of the boxing community. That's just like F this dude. Like we, it would be really funny if Nganu beat him because they are upset with how he has handled things with, with the fact that Usyk, should be the guy fighting Fury and isn't happening. So I think there's going to be some tension there. Ultimately, I think they probably don't really want Nganu to to knock out Fury just because that speaks poorly of boxing as a whole, whatever the hell that means. But I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, probably won't happen, but it'd be really funny if if it did. And I agree. I, it probably won't happen, but it would be really funny if it did.
5: It's a great point. This does not feel as boxing versus MMA as Mayweather and McGregor did. I feel like the sure. boxing community has kind of cooled on Tyson Fury as great as he is. Like he is a, 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 a like, what's the word I'm looking for? He is a star uh, in, in terms of boxing and skilled in terms of boxing at a magnitude that is very rare and um, And he is a generational talent. That's what that's what I was looking for. Tyson Fury is a generational type fighter. He is the he is the best heavyweight of our generation. and And I don't really think that there's a there's a close competitor for him. The fights that everybody wanted to see he has been playing around with. He has, quite frankly, just kind of made a mockery of the whole thing. And I think boxing fans are turned off by that. Uh, they are more used to the, 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 this feels more MMA. This feels more like our circus than theirs. And I don't get the same vibes of the, of the boxing community kind of rallying behind him the way Mayweather um, was able to do that um, against Conor McGregor and the MMA fans rallying behind Conor McGregor. It feels more on the spectacle scale in the MMA camp, even though it is a boxing fight. Um, in terms of how people are viewing it, and and um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting shift that I'm kind of seeing there. But yeah, Tyson, you you nailed it, Jed. Tyson Fury has dicked around too long. He's 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 done this too much, and boxing fans are upset. They wanted Fury versus Usyk, they did not get it, and it's dragged out for a long time. And then oh, maybe we'll get Joshua, maybe we'll get some other contender, and it just it never materialized. But I think the closer we get to this, the more people will be excited about it. I think th- th- there will be boxing fans who will kind of start to come back to it and warm up to the idea of, hey, look, at the end of the day, we're still getting a fight from a generational talent in Tyson Fury, and we should be tuned in to watch. Um, but it does not feel the same as Mayweather McGregor to me. There is there is a distinct difference in the tone.
4: I think that that's definitely true. Um and we could get into all that, but no need. So let's go to the peeps in just a moment here before we do. Last question, because we don't want to talk about this forever. Just very quickly, very simply, I think we all are will pick at the time uh, for for one man to win this Tyson Fury. But so we don't need to – we can talk about that later. Just tell me, what is your level of interest or excitement for this, you know, what? how many months out is it? Three, three and a half months out uh, from from this fight happening. So Shaheen, how – 1 to 10 how high are you about this happening
3: so i'm is, we still don't have all the information right because i i'm very curious to find out sort of the rule set the rounds people keep, i keep seeing people in the in the comments saying this is no knockdowns we don't actually know that Yeah, that's Eddie Hearn sort of just saying that, just in in a sort of just saying stuff type of type of way uh, this past week. So like, we don't actually know whether or not Eddie Hearn
4: not involved
3: in this at all. Yeah, Eddie Hearn not promoting (laughs) this. Eddie Hearn also not Eddie
4: Hearn promoter of the fight. Eddie Hearn, some dude. (laughs)
3: Eddie Hearn not a big fan of Tyson Fury personally. Like he he has had interactions with this man, so you know you take that for a grain of salt. If it's a no knockdowns fight, that's a very weird stipulation. I don't know how you actually really enforce that. Like what happens if Francis knocks him down? You're gonna stop the fight? Like okay, we 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 just watched it. Like I don't know. The whole thing is strange. But if this is just a general boxing fight, exhibition or not, but just general boxing rules. I don't know, man. I mean, my interest is, is peaked. I, I, I would be interested to see Francis just in another realm entirely. I, I anytime Francis fights in anything or competes in anything, I, I certainly am, am right there to, to, to watch it. Right. Like that's a, just a very intriguing human being when he, when he tries to do what he's best at. Uh, so, I mean, i put myself like in an eight out of 10, certainly like this is a, this is like Mayweather McGregor had a certain appeal because of the, where Connor was in his career. And up to that point, he sort of he had been proven right and everything, right? Like the Nate Diaz thing was a stumble, but he recovered from it and then became a two division champion. Everything, all of his premonitions sort of came true. So there was an element of magic around him. Whereas just like, okay, like this guy's a fortune teller. He's a soothsayer, like whatever he says he can make happen. So that was always like, that was sort of the intrigue of that, right? Like this is just so giant. This feels like something we've never seen before. I agree with what both of you guys say. And that's not what this is. This just feels like two very, very large men who punch hard and anything can happen in any situation like that. Like Francis is not going to win, but if Francis does win, it would make more sense than if Conor beat Floyd. So I'd say eight out of ten, probably my, my level of excitement for this or interest. But certainly, I'm sure that'll that'll push higher once we understand the rule set and, and this the, the lead up starts. You know, getting the buzz going and, and we get closer to the fight.
4: Ricky, where are you at? It's
5: hard for me to put a number on it, but I will put it this way. This is the most interested I'll be in a Francis Ngannou fight because the options outside of the UFC are not particularly compelling for me. Um, This is the most interested I will be in a fight that I consider a mismatch. This is the most interested I'll be in a fight that I don't consider particularly close. Uh, it's the best possible fight for Francis Ngannou. It's, it's the biggest fight that he can possibly get. And I am, I am interested in the spectacle of it. I am interested in the circumstances around it. I'm interested in how they're going to promote it. I'm interested in what Tyson Fury does after the fight. I'm interested in what Francis Ngannou does after the fight. The, in the ring is almost secondary for me. Um, when it comes to this, because I have an opinion formed in my head and, and I'm expecting it to go one certain way. Um, but it's as it's as good as it's going to get for Francis Ngannou outside the UFC, in my opinion.
4: I'm I'm going to give myself a firm nine, could even be a ten. Look, the the in-ring product not going to be that exciting, probably. But if it if it if it is, it's the coolest thing that ever happened. But I remember May and I remember not being super pumped, even though I thought that that fight was likely to happen, and the whole buildup. It was, it was an event and this isn't quite the same thing, but how many times in our lives are we ever going to have lineal champions facing off against each other in like a very legitimate aspect? And whatever you think about how this will go down, this is maybe not a once in a lifetime, but twice in a lifetime opportunity. This isn't something that happens every day. And unlike with Mayweather McGregor, which featured two people that personally I did not enjoy. I at least really like Francis in Ngannou, so I can be happy and celebrate this, even with the negative parts of this that will come, because they will be there. A lot of parts of it won't be great. Everything around this, I am, like you said, Rick, I'm really interested to see the build, to see, you know, do they do a big promotional press tour? What what does this look like? Do we get like a 24-7 style, pro- like all of it. I'm I am just pretty fascinated in this now, even if the end product is probably not going to be that great. So... With that it, Casey, let's bring you in and let's talk to the peeps. Let's let's answer a couple of questions. We don't want to go forever here. But <laughs> biggest news in combat sports uh, in at, at least 72 hours since 290 right down. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's talk about it. What do we got, Casey?
6: All right. Real, real quick, your excitement level to this announcement compared to the excitement level to the John, John Stipe announcement?
4: a thousand percent more i couldn't care less about the john stipe yeah
6: Yeah.
3: i feel like we all understand what john stipe is probably gonna look like like this is not the stipe miocic that was beating daniel cormier this is a 41 year old stipe miocic
4: that fight will be certainly be better to watch like on its merits but it's also just not a fight that i have ever cared about all that much so it's fine but like looking at the calendar right now Outside of Gaethje Poirier, I, there's not another fight that I'm like more excited about in the UFC. Even though almost all of them will be more competitive fights. Is he GDP? You're not more excited for your yeah. boy? That's not that's not on the calendar. I do not believe yeah. that's happening in Sydney. I mean, it's if that if it's when that fight gets not booked yet. It may not happen this year. If it does, that will that will suppl- surpass us, But there won't be, won't be too many <laughs> magician, new and mythical fighter, magician, and Ganu. Look like, <laughs> look. Shaheen said it like we. There was the very real Mystic Mac, is he can just sort of speak things into existence, and then that turned out to be dumb because he didn't speak a lot of his losses into existence. But like, has done the same thing, only maybe not as loudly. But it's the, it's really impressive how he's just managed to make everything he wants ever happen.
5: I will say he has the right dance partner. Tyson Fury is the one who would do this, right? Like Tyson Fury is the one who's willing to take that risk and willing to put on a show. Um, I, I I I commend Tyson Fury for for doing this.
4: On that note, uh, quick to y'all, I will say the very slight disappointment I have in this one is I thought the Wilder fight Wilder. Wilder would have just been like chef's kiss ideal. That is that fun. one? Would that have been better or worse for y'all? Wilder or Fury here?
5: I don't think they would have sold it as well. I think Tyson Fury is going to sell this fight. Uh, I think a, we
6: are going to world, world gonna level, this level on a world. Oh yeah, correct. Level. Tyson, Tyson yeah.
5: Fury's a carnival barker. Like he,
3: he's tremendous at selling these fights when he wants to be, and he's going to be. I think he's going to be all in on this. It feels like there's an element of of fu. With both Tyson and Francis for this of just like a giant oh, ship their shoulder of like, hey, you didn't think we'd do this. Go screw yourself type of thing. And so I think they're going to try to sell it as hard as possible.
5: If To your if, point, I think Deontay Wilder was the best matchup for Francis Ngannou of the top heavyweights. I think he would have been the one that Francis would have been the most competitive with, which would have made for a, a, a more exciting in-ring product. I still don't think he wins that fight. I think you go for the gusto. I think you go for the biggest fight. And Francis Ngannou and, and Tyson Fury are going to sell the bejesus out of this thing.
4: And hell, maybe maybe Francis can at least look competitive losing. Yes. You know, in some Conum way. And McGregor. If that happens, didn't look competitive, but people convinced themselves he did.
6: They, yeah. Yeah. That,
4: so that has been a Rounds
3: rounds in the, in the beginning, right? Like the first yeah. few rounds. Yeah. It was like, so, wait, what's first, happening here? Well, and then Floyd
4: just did his thing in the first round where he figured him out, and then he solved him in four minutes, and then the fight was over. But Fury could do the same thing. He could absolutely carry Ngannou for eight rounds or whatever, and then, then now Francis look, can maybe get a wilder fight. Have you, have look,
3: I, think, I think there's a very – I'm not – Going out on a limb here by saying this, I'm not breaking news. There's a very, 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 high, very high percentage chance that Francis Ngannou looks absolutely terrible in this fight just because these things don't translate, right? Like we saw with Jose Aldo. I would say Jose Aldo is a much better striker than Francis Ngannou. And he went to boxing and he looked incredibly average. And like he was coming off looking pretty good, damn good in MMA. Like these things don't always translate. It's just the weight aspect of it that makes it just that. just that adds that little bit that you need to be like, eh, you know
4: one shot if you never see it if francis cannot miss like he doesn't he's not gonna hit fury but if instead of like whiffing and looking really bad because whiffing always looks the worst to anybody like even people who don't know if he can just hit fury on the arms then we can start selling this i'm talking this, to myself into this, the- this guy.
5: This is the beauty of it, though, because it, it's truly house money for Francis. I think this is the prevalent opinion. Most people think he's not going to have a chance. A lot of the people have watched his UFC career and never thought he was that great either, that he was he was lacking some technicality in terms of the striking, even clear in, in MMA uh, competition. And now it's translating over to sport and boxing, where that is the primary function, where you need, especially against a guy who is supremely technical, like Tyson Fury, it is going to potentially look bad. But Francis Sagan, who has a way to look bad and then still touch you and you go down much like Deontay Wilder, like that power is a great equalizer. And there's not I I hate the puncher's chance thing. I don't really believe in that. I don't think that that's true with the exception of like a handful of people. Francis Ngannou, Deontay Wilder, those are two that I truly believe they just need to touch you. They really just need that one shot and it doesn't have to look pretty and it doesn't have to look clean. It doesn't have to be their best punch and you just have to be caught in an awkward scenario and they can take you out. So that exists in a way that I really don't give people a lot of credit for in most fights. It exists for Francis Ngannou. So he doesn't have to be a great boxer, quite frankly. He really doesn't. If Tyson Fury lets him stand there long enough, there's really there really is a chance.
3: Eric, the, the slow motion, like the super, super slow motion of the Rosenstruck knockout yeah. is perhaps It's not pretty. the ugliest technique that has ever successfully worked in the history it's of fight sports. And yet it's completely worked. <laughs> like that's,
4: Technique that's, that's is overrated. overrated. Asterisk is do plus C and all the people who are like, oh, <laughs> Robert Whitaker is so much more technical than him. Oh, hit hard, go boom. That's what matters, baby.
3: I love okay, that so every every show – I just love that every show we're going to do for the next four weeks is going to be how many DDP references yeah. can get <laughs> into it.
4: I mean like that one actually holds. it. Also, That's
3: I will say day. this comment from Jimmy West, perfect. People will buy this fight because it's a monster movie. That's it. That's
4: right. I mean that is – That's 100%. Exactly. It's Godzilla, it's, Mothra, it's it's whatever, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. That's exactly it's right. Casey, okay, so what it other questions also, you got from the page?
3: It's one of those things where if you just showed a rando who has no idea about it, either of these dudes, hey, like here's one guy incredibly jacked, looks like looks tremendous getting off the bus, and then here's
5: Tyson Fury, who maybe I wouldn't describe him in that way. Like, who do you think's gonna win? It's got that element too. By the way, this was the conceit for years and always has been of Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. And (laughs) Anthony Joshua just never got it done. Like the dude kept losing and just couldn't get in there. But that's Francis Ngannou is sliding into the spot that should have been filled by Anthony Joshua of I'm an Adonis. Look at me and I'm going to I'm going to pound on this schlub. And that's we obviously know in 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 practicality and execution, that's not what's going to happen. But that was the slot occupied by Anthony Joshua. Now it's going to be Francis Ngannou who's going to get that shot
4: really need somebody in a lighter weight class to adopt that just like the pudgy physique <laughs> but you never see that for like featherweights <laughs> that's I mean, true. That's, it's only at heavyweights that was bj is the cl- bj is the closest but he even BK. had abs Fair. when he was younger just the cut the it. cut makes it
5: too hard the cut makes it too hard you just got to do it at heavyweight you can let it all hang out just let it be no, no. Joseph
6: Gass- holding Holdin on. Our closest. i'm holding oh, out that's a good one
5: at
3: some one. point in my life, I'm holding. I hope that at some point in my life, so, some bantamweight's weight's gonna come in looking
5: like part porker <laughs> and just st- storm the world. And it's gonna be,
3: I totally mean, the best
5: maybe, maybe yeah. John Littaker, like end-career John Littaker, he can let it go a little bit, maybe get a little belly going, th- throw some sledgehammer. I want to be just yeah,
4: I want DJ to get a little pooch, <laughs> 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 uh. Professor Bilotti, do you expect Dana White to make a big fight announcement to overshadow Fury versus Ngannou News? What do you think about this, guys?
5: I think they're in a tough spot, right? Like if you just go through the list of potential fights, right? You don't assume that Israel Adesanya is going to be willing to, hey, play ball and step all over his buddy Francis Ngannou's announcement. Like, yes, let's rush to announce my fight so we can counter-program this. You don't expect that. Alex Volkanovski, who just spoke to Ariel uh, yesterday on the MMA hour and said, hey, I want to have surgery and then I'll kind of assess my timeline is automatically going to get thrown into a fight with either Ilya or uh, Islam. There's really not a great challenger for Islam unless you wait for the Dustin and uh, Justin fight to play out uh, or be Volkanovski. But again, he's having surgery. Maybe you've got the light heavyweight belt hanging out there. Who knows? That one seems to be dragging on and, and taking some time. The, the, the real one that's a potential is Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. But to me, it feels like with the legal stuff hanging over it and the, the fact that it's dragged on this long, it's probably not going to be that. So it's it's hard. It's it's hard for the <laughs> UFC right now to, to counter program it. But I mean, that I would-, would be one that would work. For the Rick,
3: podcast, uh, Pro for info, the podcast, for
4: info says, Yeah, yeah profites info says Ronda Rousey for the vacant bantamweight weight title incoming. <laughs> I want to be clear, I actually made that argument, uh, when he was retired. I was like, Honestly, no real reason Rousey couldn't come back right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Versus, see that, yeah, who are you picking? I would still pick Rousey because I will, I'll yeah. pick against Kenya in every fight, but the one time I picked her and it worked out, uh. I will say also uh, Michael Chandler did tweet a Christmas tree emoji earlier today, basically right after the news got announced, which you you could guess is him saying December him and Conor McGregor will be happening. I think that that would be the closest fight announcement we could get, but – everything else seems pretty tough uh Shane do you think the UFC is gonna gonna do the thing where Francis says something and then they're like okay John Jones now because they've already they've already shot the John Jones bullet yeah
3: that's the thing is the fight they would have announced for this exact moment would have been the John Jones fight right like they kind of blew it a little bit too early on that one so I I don't know really what's
4: in the coffers for them other than they Connor they can make a new title they can say John Jones and Stipe are fighting for the heavyweight baddest man on the planet
3: belt. They would, they would say that it's for <laughs> the baddest man on the planet like, belt
6: or something like that. Uh, how much yeah. he, for the Jones Stipe buildup? How much has that changed now? Because that fight will be I think two weeks after the Francis fight. That's right. right yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and that I'm sure that just becomes a victory tour
5: of how bad Francis probably will look in this fight. There's going to be, oh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of Stipe wrestling Francis in the first fight in the promo packages. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of John Jones is the baddest man on the planet talk. Um, yeah, I don't think it materially changes it because I think they've already been on this like vindictive course against Francis and Ganu. but there will be, I think a little more celebration if he inevitably loses. I think that they'll, they'll revel in it a little bit more
4: for sure. Uh, yeah, in case yeah, you got yeah. anything else?
6: Yeah, I'm just I'm i I'm so I'm I'm so interested at in how these two <laughs> big fights are gonna kind, kind of kind how they build up. Other. Because there's gonna be I'm I'm assuming some sort of press tour for if, you know for both fights. Or at least at least a boxing fight. I don't know I don't know how the UFC will handle Jones Dipe. But um, Well the
4: problem is the UFC in their big counter fight has stipe in it so stipe, yeah. it's not like they can put him in front of mike and be like ah we're gonna blow him out the promotional waters in this one i don't of think you need stipe, those two I, fights tyson is the best on the mic by a large margin
5: for sure that but i think i think you need john jones to make noise if you're the ufc if you're john jones i think you have to be very aggressive in the build-up to to fury and nganu and just remind people you need to continue to beat that drum hey you know this fight's happening but tune in in two weeks that's going to be for the real baddest man on the planet i think you need to keep that course and keep that going so that if francis does lose now it looks like you can kind of dismiss that and and wipe that away um so i think john needs to be on his on his shit uh for the next couple weeks
4: i will say i think you should just no sell it if you're the ufc i think them doing all this counter stuff is bad i think you're just like okay whatever but you know that's
3: not their style dude you just know that's not what they do especially because i was gonna say this fight even the the fact that this came together is even more hilarious to me because of how desperate it seemed like dana white was to steal this from francis right like him and john jones went on off all out offensive like not very long ago to try to steal this fight and it almost looked like they had it for a half a second and the fact that this is where it ends up, okay, I said at the top, but just like what a major win for PFL. This is like PFL is going yeah. to be name dropped so often in the lead up to this fight. You know that Francis is going to make that a very important stipulation of that. I, I, I very ardently believe that just to stick it to the UFC, he's going to ask to be called PFL fighter, PFL fighter. Like they're just going to be involved in Does this it? in a way that like he helps them tremendously. I, right. Like this is one of the biggest fights on the calendar
6: now.
4: I agree. I will say one of the things that jumped out from the press release was they identified Francis not as the lineal heavyweight champion of MMA, which would have been appropriate, particularly because they called Tyson that, uh, but as former UFC heavyweight champion, not like current PFL fighter. And that felt not ideal. So I don't There's- know how much shine PFL is getting. I think it'll be some, but I don't know. Well, you have to consider
3: who the source that that is Frank Warren right? That's Queensberry. Like that's I don't know that he even knows what PFL is. Once they actually get in a room and they start talking about how they want to promote this fight, I'm sure that will be a big sticking point for Francis.
5: There's two things that I immediately thought um, in regard to PFL and, and the relationship with this is one that I've always long thought Francis Ngannou should have signed with an MMA promotion and then boxed, which is what he ended up doing, not tried to box and then signed with an MMA promotion. So that regardless of the outcome of this boxing fight, He has a landing place where now he's assured and signed with them at his highest possible value. Now, if he wins, his value would have been higher, granted, but I think we're operating under the assumption that he wasn't. Um, He has this landing spot. But that brings me to a question, which I have. Maybe I'll throw it to Shaheen first. If he loses, does his value for PFL go down? No, I don't think so.
3: I mean, I think this is going to be one of the biggest spectacles for better or worse that we have in the second half of 2023 it's going to capture a lot of mainstream eyes that i think a normal francis and fight versus him cyril gone or whoever like that, that that it would not capture and ultimately i think this will be like we just went through the the memory of Mac. i think is still very strong in people's minds that was not too long ago like people understand what these fights are People understand that there's a one in 100 chance for Francis to win, and that generally, when the MMA fighter fights the boxer in boxing rules, that it looks a certain way. I feel like by the time May Mac happened, it almost like became this weird 50 50 fight in a lot of people's minds that was not actually close to reality, and a lot of people made a lot of money betting on it because of that. This, I think, is going to be the opposite. I think by the time this comes, like Francis, is still going to be like an eight to one dog, and people will have a general understanding, like, hey, if he looks good. That's good for him, but don't expect him to look good.
4: Speaking of odds, they opened uh, at minus 400 for Fury. I don't know where they're currently at because I can't find a book with them listed, but the opening is minus 400, which is just uh,
6: just Mm a… Floyd opened up at a minus 1,000, I think
4: uh no no because no, he he was minus nope. five and minus six for a really long period of time uh, it yeah
6: is sure didn't open like, may, well maybe it opened i think i don't know
4: maybe I just, he opened but what I, did he get down, down to me? like three or two
5: I tw- no nine, nine, i don't think
4: he got that low but he got lower than it was in the five
5: it, it was in the five and six range for a very very long time on fight night itself like late into the fight night. That's when it started climbing up to like in the thousand in the four digit range, but he was fi- minus 500 for a good long bit, a good long bit.
3: Jed, is this about to be your Valentina Shevchenko version two, where you just drop <laughs> your entire bank account on this minus 400 odds? Because that seems like the, the move right now. I'm not going to lie.
4: So I would, but somebody made a very good point. um As I was talking about this uh, and it's that we don't really know what's going on with this fight. So if this is an exhibition, then like it's putting a lot of money to wait, essentially not in escrow (laughs) for what could be something wonky or real. So as it gets closer, if those odds are even similar, hell yeah, like just unloading all of the money I can lay my hands on on Tyson Fury. But that's, that's for October. For now, we're good. You know, we don't, we don't, we got, we've got UFC Vegas 77 to bet on. We don't need to put the whole bankroll <laughs> on Tyson Fury. Casey, what else we got from the, from the peeps?
6: Uh, one more, I think. Uh, let me find one. Uh, <laughs> uh This one's kind of funny.
4: <laughs> Does this announcement hurt Holm Silva from JN? Uh <laughs> how can (laughs) you what is dead may never die how can you hurt something that no one cares about in the first place that would be my response here
3: how dare you speak that way about the bantamweight title
6: bout we're about to see
4: they should Uh, just make it a title bout then at least yeah why not pretend to care yeah yeah i mean
6: Uh, yeah that's a that's another conversation
4: um a whole different conversation
6: yeah i just want to bring this comment real quick
4: King Mm -hmm. Fury, Tyson Fury is the greatest salesman ever. He will sell the fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I don't think he's the greatest salesman ever, but he's definitely one of them. He's very very good at it, and he's
3: very good in the in the respect that not dismissing the other man. Right, like he's going to big up Francis so much up until October. He's going to make Francis. None of his comments have
4: disparaged him. Like yeah. none of his comments have disparaged Francis. Like I, and which honestly half the MMA fighters could learn something. Alexander Volkanovsky is looking at you, bud. Like you don't have to be like, this dude sucks to be like, I'm going to beat him. You could just be like, that dude's awesome. It's really good. It's super hard. And I'm going to beat him. Yeah.
6: I'm just kind of waiting a great for point. Yeah, this fight to have that, that, uh that Toronto moment when Connor and Floyd yes. based off in Toronto. And then that was like, Oh my God! Yeah, when you you accepted, almost you knew, but you kind of accepted this is going to be such a gigantic fight. When mm-hmm. this, when Fury and uh, Wilder, uh, Fury and Wilder, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Fury and Gana finally face off in some sort of public press conference, then I think the conversation is going to change a lot. And then the, there
5: is there there is yeah. something in in our lizard brain. That when we see Francis Ngannou next to Tyson Fury, we're gonna believe for a second. There is gonna be yeah. a moment where you're like, and That's Holy the most important shit. part. That's the most important part. Look, yeah. look at that man and and he's got a shot. And then you'll snap into reality and be like, ah, maybe not. But that works. That works, and you do that enough and you keep the build going, and people will start to to feel it. And Connor McGregor is one of the best at capturing that. Connor McGregor is one of the best at making people believe that he can do anything he says he's gonna do. Francis Ngannou has a way about him of doing that as well, but it's mostly a visual thing. You just look at him and it's hard to believe that he's not the best fighter who's ever lived because of the way he looks. Um, So, yeah, you're right. When they face off, it's going to be a moment and it's going to feel like something real.
4: I love it. Uh, We're going to end on this. I have one last question as we exit because we've been going about an hour. I think that's good enough here. Guys what if Nganu brings MMA angles into this matchup? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the MMA angle discussion to return. And I'm so excited for it. Uh, That's it. I'm not gentlemen. (laughs) I got, I got nothing. Uh, You you thought I forgot. I did not forget about the whole MMA angles dialogue. It was the best part of May Mac. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Francis Ganu facing Tyson Fury, October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. More details to come as they come out. Uh, in the meantime, I would say keep it tuned to MMAfighting.com. It's a great website. We're going to keep you updated. Just maybe occasionally refresh John Jones' Twitter page because something's coming out of that within the next six hours, and that will be at least fun before he deletes it. So until then, that has been Shaheen al New York Rick, EKC Casey Leiden. Myself, Jed Mishu. We will see you next time. Love y'all.
3: You're listening to
2: the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.